first to Cairo, where the popular uprising this January that swept Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak from power has reinvigorated Egypt's political process. The revolution opened the door to political parties of every persuasion, including Islamist parties that were banned under Mubarak's regime. Now Egypt is on the verge of its first free and open elections, and political parties, religious and secular, are battling over what place religion will have in the new Egyptian constitution. Reporter Noel King in Cairo examines the political and religious forces that are competing for influence in the new Egypt. In the cafes and restaurants of Cairo, Egyptian youth are talking about what role religion should play in Egypt's new government. Sarah Abdelaziz is a filmmaker. Religion to me is a very personal issue, and I don't allow politics to interfere with religion. Religion helps me achieve moral values. I don't really approve of mixing the two. Sarah is more certain in her views than 26-year-old Rami Aboud, a tour guide taking his dinner break at the popular Falfella restaurant. Rami says Islam is important to him, but he's not sure that a candidate's stance on religion should impact how he votes, and that's contributing to his indecision. To be frank with you, I don't find anybody to give him my vote. The, the most important elections for me, it's a presidential elections, not people's assembly elections. Uh, my knowledge of the politics is limited. Rami and Sarah are like a lot of young Egyptians. They know exactly what role religion plays in their own lives, and for many of them, it's a big role. But they are more guarded when asked what role it should play in government. The elections for the 498-seat lower house of parliament are crucial because they will help decide just that, says Saeed Sadiq, a professor of political sociology at the American University in Cairo. The importance of the upcoming parliament is that it would create, it would, would elect 100 people who would write the new Egyptian constitution. And that is why it is so important. Right now, Article 2 of Egypt's constitution says Islam is the religion of the state and the principles of Islamic Sharia law are a main source of legislation. But Egypt doesn't strictly follow Sharia law, leading to some confusion over where religion really stands in politics and society. But Egypt's political parties, both religious and secular, have some firm ideas on where they'd like religion to stand. One such party is the Building and Development Party, whose campaign offices I visited in a dusty, half-built Cairo suburb. Building and Development isn't that popular. They have the support of maybe 5% of the Egyptian people. But in some ways, they're the perfect illustration of what is happening in Egypt right now. For decades, religious parties were banned from taking part in political life. Now, even parties with a violent history are part of the process. Building and development is the political arm of Gama Islamiyah, a radical Islamist movement that committed terror attacks throughout Egypt in the 1990s. Earlier this year, they were banned from running in the elections. But the party appealed to Egypt's Supreme Court, and the ruling was overturned in October. When I visited campaign headquarters in late October, they had been an official party for just one day. This is the... Uh will be the, the main office for the media of the Islamic group. Ahmed Hosni hopes to run public information for the Building and Development Party. They haven't had a chance to appoint him or anyone yet. The party headquarters were so new, there wasn't even furniture. So I sat outside on a balcony with Hosni while the evening call to prayer rang out. Hosni remembers well the days when Islamist groups were banned in Egypt. Before the revolution, Egypt was the one side regime 
one side uh, political point of view, any other parties or any other uh, orientations are totally excluded from the political life. I asked Hosni what place his party thinks religion has in the new Egypt. All of the, the Islamic parties depends that uh, the, the people of Egypt loves Islam or religion in their lives. But they want to see what the religion can do really in their life. So uh, we are dealing with economic directions, uh, with uh, social one, and of course with political. For the parliament, anyone wants uh, to, his representative to be honest. Okay. Okay. But Islamist groups have fierce critics here in Egypt. They say that the Islamists aren't being honest about what they envision for Egypt. They are shifty, and they just don't... They, they are afraid that if they say what they really want, people will turn against them. Kareem Abadir is an economist. We met in the garden of the Marriott Hotel in Cairo's wealthy Zamalek neighborhood. Abadir was a professor at Imperial College in London. He returned to Egypt after the revolution and got involved in politics. He created the economic platform for the Secular Free Egyptians Party. The Free Egyptians want to keep Islamists out of the new parliament. They shouldn't be in politics. Politics is about having a program specific, how you're going to serve the people, how you're going to represent the people and be accountable to them. And uh, we don't want uh, to go down the line of Iran where they have a so-called democracy, where candidates are vetted for their Islamic credentials, and if they don't conform, they're barred from standing. Abadir says that the secular bloc faces enormous challenges from the better organized Islamist parties, particularly the Muslim Brotherhood's Freedom and Justice Party. If I look at the polls, there's a huge number of, or percentage of undecided voters, and these are the guys that we are reaching out to, and these are the guys that are really not extremely dedicated to either cause, but we have to convince them that we are serving their cause better than the other parties. And the problem is we've had very little time to prepare. We're a party that's three or four months old. We've got a membership of 130,000 members. And that's compared to the Brotherhood and its new party, which has been running for 80 years, which has got a membership of about 800,000. So we are rising fast and fast, but we have no time to rise fast enough before the election. The Brotherhood's Freedom and Justice Party is widely expected to do well in the parliamentary elections. Professor Saeed Sadiq says freedom and justice is moderate when compared to extreme Islamist groups like Gama Islamiya. But he adds that it is difficult to get a straight answer from them on some questions. There is motivation in their stances in many issues, but still on the three issues I mentioned, like the position of the minorities, the status of women, democracy in general, uh, are still you know vague and not uh, clear. Uh, are they going to close bars? Are they going to close uh, tourism? What are they going to do? Are they going to impose the veil? Gamila Ismail has a unique perspective on the Brotherhood's politics. Ismail is a popular politician and television presenter. An exhausted Ismail spoke to me after midnight at the end of her twice-weekly live TV program. Ismail is running for parliament, and she was part of the bloc that included the Freedom and Justice Party. Only yesterday, the alliance which had me on top of the list uh, and which has the Muslim Brothers, only yesterday did they say that they cannot have me on top of the list because they can't have a woman on top of the list. I have tried avoiding misinterpreting what they say. I tried thinking in a more positive way that maybe after the revolution they would have good intentions, that they would do what they promised to do. 
The Brotherhood may have the most fearsomely organized political party in Egypt right now, but there is another political Islamist group in Egypt, and their ascendance has surprised even some close observers. They are the Salafis. Salafis aren't a specific political party. They have several affiliated parties. They are more of a cultural movement. Here's political sociologist Saeed Sadiq. They are Puritans, they are fundamentalists. They emphasize mainly social issues and they are more into Wahhabi thinking. Most of the ideas is about, uh, uh, you know, uh, attacking social practices, uh, criticizing non-Muslims, especially the Copts, and they target them most of the time. They clash with them most of the time. They are supremacist uh, uh, Sunni in that way. They also criticize the Shia. Uh, It's not only the Copts, but also the Shia. They had no uh, strong link with politics, and they are now emerging all of a sudden. I wondered what kind of young Egyptian would be attracted to the Salafi political movement. So I arranged to meet Mohammed Noor, a member of the Salafi-affiliated An-Noor party. Noor is an audio producer, and we agreed to meet at the media office he founded. At least, that's where I thought we were meeting. You go to the ninth floor, this yes. the political party, yeah? Oh, are they a political party? I thought it was a media group. Uh, it's a Salafi group, uh, the Hezbollah, you know. Can I ask you something? Sure. Uh, the Salafis are very strict. Am I dressed okay? They are. Oh, they want to be. They fit, want to fit in the new society. So I guess they they want the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I mean, should my hair be covered? <laughs> it turned out that Mohammed Noor wasn't terribly concerned about my uncovered hair. In fact, everything in Noor's beautifully decorated office, from the black and silver patterned wallpaper to the floral printed trash can, struck me not merely as artistic but as modern. People hear the word Salafi, and they think you want to go back to the time of Prophet Muhammad. But you have an HP computer that's more modern than mine. You wear Adidas sneakers. Uh, you it's have... not Adidas, it's a cat, not Adidas. <laughs> yes. you, have a, you have a big screen TV. Yes, yes. You have, not only you, all Western culture has a bad stereotype about Salafi and cannot understand very well the situation here in Egypt and in all Muslim countries. Noor says Salafis and other political Islamist groups suffer from misunderstandings and bad press. But Saeed Sadiq says Salafis are divided even among themselves and that they haven't been on the political scene long enough for anyone to truly understand what sort of society they would create if they had political power and influence. They have this contradiction. They wear Western clothes and Western lifestyle, but at the same time, they speak medieval language, and they talk about uh, the time of the Prophet and democracy. The Salafis aren't the only ones who have contradictions. Sometimes it seems as if all of Egypt is a contradiction when it comes to religion and politics. But there's one thing just about every Egyptian seems to agree on. Religion does have a place in Egyptian society. That is something even the secular economist Kareem Abadir is willing to admit. We've all accepted that, okay, uh, Egypt is a pious country. The laws are not going to be in contradiction with Islamic preaching or Islamic principles. And basically Islamic principles are very similar to Christian, Jewish and other principles. This is not the issue. The issue is whether we're going to have a theocracy or a democracy. In the wake of Egypt's hard-fought revolution, Egyptians overwhelmingly say they want a democracy. 
But whether or not the parties gunning for influence in the upcoming parliamentary elections want the same thing remains a worrying unknown for many in Egypt. For America Abroad, I'm Noelle King in Cairo.